Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, and welcome to Maths Appeal. I'm Bobby Seagull. And I'm Susan Okereke. And we are two math teachers who absolutely love our subject of maths and we're on a mission to try and show people actually it's a pretty cool subject. And our aim uh, as Maths Appeal is to show that everyone can do it. Maths sometimes has the rep for being difficult and irrelevant and we want to make sure that everyone understands that you can have a go. Even if you think you can't, you can. That's our mission. This series is actually focusing on problem solving and mathematical thinking and it's about trying to get you using maths in an applied way. It's not just learning some stuff, it's how do we actually use maths to solve problems. And I think one of the things we've realised as teachers is that sometimes it's actually a tricky topic to teach, problem solving. So actually the best way is to actually go about doing some problem solving. <laughs> yeah, let's do some problems. And I think we're going to show it's like a fun yeah, a fun thing to do together, a fun thing to do. That's what we always want to show you. It's not, maths is not just a sole activity. Uh, it's something that we do as a, as a unit. But also, we want your interaction. Um, obviously, we love interacting with each other and our producer, <laughs> but if there's any specific skills that you want to learn, do tweet us at Maths Appeal. Um, if there's any subjects or problems that you want us to cover. And every episode, we feature some uh, a math problem uh, and we go through some questions to kind of set up how we go about doing the math problems. Yes, yeah, so the structure now, hopefully you, you know, you've got embedded, but it's about thinking before the problem is firstly, how do you feel the emotional reaction when you see the problem? And then secondly, thinking, does it actually make sense? Does it mean something to you? Um, and I guess that's related to, do you have any questions that you might ask a teacher in theory about the problem? And then thirdly, thinking, oh, what are the topics maybe in the syllabus that are covered in this question? And so, so once you've set yourself up and, you, and your mind is ready to attempt the problem, the questions you then ask yourself or we ask each other are, what facts do we know about the problem or from the problem? What rules, what formula are needed to to work out this question, uh, what facts can we derive from this problem, in the, in the problem, uh, and can we answer the problem now? So once you've gone through those questions, definitely. Um, hopefully now you've got that system in your in your mind. We hope, and we're hoping as well to go through in a bit more detail in today's episode. We're going to talk to you about why we think these questions are in problem uh, in problem important to go through uh, when when you start a problem. So, Bobby, are you ready to tackle today's problem? Definitely. Brilliant. So we might even have our producer, Jenny, jumping on, so you might hear an extra voice. Grab a pen, grab a paper, get your heads ready for a maths question, and we'll get into it after this. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. 
They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So our problem for today's episode is taken from a GCSE paper. So here it goes. So make sure you get your pen and paper ready. So shop sells washing powder in 650 gram packs and Susan has no washing powder. So she estimates that she does two washes a week using 40 grams each wash. And Susan wants to buy enough washing powder for 13 weeks. So how many packs of washing powder does Susan need to buy? And I'll repeat that one more time. So a shop sells washing powder in 650 gram packs. Susan has no washing powder. And she estimates that she does two washes a week using 40 grams each wash. Susan wants to buy enough washing powder for 13 weeks. How many packs of washing powder does Susan need to buy? Right, so we'll tackle that problem in a moment. But while you're thinking about it and getting your head around it, we want to talk about expert versus novice problem solvers. And this is why we've set up uh, the questions for doing this podcast. One of the reasons we've kind of decided to focus on problem solving and mathematical thinking in this series is we know that it's an issue for so many people. And also as math teachers, we're obviously trying to get more people to become problem solvers. That's like our one of our raison d'etre, that's why we're here. But we also know that it's challenging. And I think I, I did, a, I sort of delivered a session for um, the NCTM. So that's mm. the National Center for Excellence. Center, uh, for, yeah, for Excellence in Mathematical Teaching. And we've run this, uh, this project on mathematical thinking. And it was really interesting to kind of be involved in, in trying to help teachers pull out ways to mm. get their te their students to, to effectively apply the math that they're teaching. So I think a lot of people think of maths, what's the topic, here's an example, here's yeah. how you do it, go. But actually the real beauty of this subject is being able to use those skills and concepts to solve problems and to problems that are like non-uniform, so ones that look a bit random, but there's a lot that goes into that. Um, and I don't know, have you, have you read much of um, Craig Barton, Bobby? So to be honest, I know we're not allowed to mention other podcasts, but I do occasionally listen to other mouse podcasts. <laughs> that shall not be well, named, but no. Well, why should, well, I think we should, I think we're sharing here. It's all yes, about sharing is caring. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's a brilliant podcast. He does very like in-depth, deep dives. Sometimes if I've got like, um, I'm doing like an hour, two hours worth of laundry and ironing, I genuinely put on Mr. Barton's podcast, uh, have a listen. He has these really, again, deep dive conversations. And he's published Mainly a few for books. Mainly teachers. It's, general, it's, it's, it's more specific. Ours is more general for anyone who wants to kind of get involved yes. in like problem solving. But his is kind of specifically for maths teachers. And he goes into like the theory around learning and stuff like that. So in fact, in our staff room, we have Craig Barton's books. We've got two, at least two or three of them. So definitely if you're a maths teacher out there and want to learn more about pedagogy, and in fact, our discussion today about experts versus novice, Mr. Barton's someone that has spent a lot of time thinking about this, hasn't he? 
yeah so there's the book i'm referring to is called how i wish i'd taught maths so he's kind of done quite an interesting setup and with it he talks about in it he talks about expert versus novice learners and this is something i'd never really thought about i understood there were challenges as a teacher in how you know how do you deliver stuff to people who don't understand stuff that you fully understand which is quite interesting mm -hmm. and um and he referred to something which i think all people should be aware of and that's the curse of knowledge so that's when you know something it is super difficult for you to think and to understand and see this perspective of somebody who doesn't know that thing mm. and that's quite massive if you're a teacher because like most teachers have been trained quite highly in their subject and so there's loads of things you take for granted as you sort of as you're delivering your information that loads of the people the people that you're delivering them to just don't have those basics in them and that's something to try and remember which i think is quite a big thing yeah it's almost like i'm trying to think in examples from the real world like one could mm. be football anyone that follows football is like offside rules obvious but if you don't know the offside rule like it just makes no sense or if you're driving in one country and suddenly you drive on another side of the road you're having yeah. to like oh what which side of the road which way do i look so it's all those things that you take for granted actually you need to learn not to take for granted if you're an educator. Well, and that's it. And I think there's a, you know, it's that whole idea as well of like um, automatic versus deliberate. So if you're like a driving a car and you're, if you've driven for ages, you're not thinking about indicating or, you know, speeding up or slowing down. You're just automatically doing that. But when you're a new driver, you're thinking about, oh, I've not looked at the mirror yet. I need to look at the mirror now. I'm about to indicate what am I going to do next? So it's just that idea of like, um, understanding that difference and so one of the reasons I wanted to in introduce the idea of these problem solving prompt mm -hmm. questions which is kind of what we're doing in the podcast is because in the um, mathematical thinking project that I sort of delivered it was really interesting it talked about the idea of um, expert problem solvers and what do we do so especially let's think about specifically expert mathematics problem solvers Bobby mm -hmm. and I as math teachers we've seen loads and loads of GCSE maths questions or A-level maths questions where we're like we know where how to start so what we generally do and this is from the the the, the project information is we like read the problem the problem then we ask ourselves questions automatically yeah. then we look for key features in the problem so if we're looking at it, we see like a try a right angle triangle we're like oh that might be pythagoras that might be trigonometry mm. and we're automatically doing that without even like thinking and then we start to look at indicators so what in the question what information are we yeah. given and what how can we use that again we don't really think about those those mm. steps do we we just do it like because of years of experience and and that's something that we wanting to encourage in this because what was interesting we did the the, the the training was thinking about what do new problem solvers do they they generally look at a problem <laughs> then they stare at the problem and then they stare at the problem some more because they don't know <laughs> because they're that's like such a good I point. Don't know. <laughs> I stare and I still don't see what I meant to see. Oh, you're actually describing some about my students occasionally. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I've taught for many years and that whole like, you're looking, yeah. you're looking yeah. and you're seeing nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so the aim is to try and like, um, the idea of encouraging, asking good questions internally. And that's what the prompt questions we mentioned earlier, that's where mm. they're from. So this idea that, um, the key to being a good problem solver is actually asking good questions and giving prompts can allow people who maybe think of themselves as novices or even who are just novices a way in and the key yeah. is a first start so you know and it's identifying so it's 
try and encourage people to identify the information that they can use immediately, the information that they will need to find, and then the math skills that they'll need to use to, to work out the question. But I wanted to add in the idea of emotions, because I think we mm. sometimes forget that in maths that there's a lot of baggage. We it's all, probably like, more than most subjects. Like yeah. if you were doing history or languages or music, they don't really feel that same anxiety with maths. You give them a problem, unseen problem. Mm. A lot of people feel, yeah, that fear. I, th I think it's interesting. I do think there's an element of there is an element of fear with some things. Like if some, mm. without you, know, if someone said to me, "Oh, um, like Susan Absale or whatever," I'm like <laughs> oh, that's a bit extreme, Hello. maybe. <laughs> I mean, oh my god, um, or like Susan, Susan, or Susan, like, can you do like a, a watercolor painting? I'd be like, oh. I don't know if I can, but I could give it a go. And I, there's a little bit of an element of like, I'm not really arty, but I could, well, I'm quite arty, but not, you know, over the arty. Um, but I think with math, it's, it's quite loaded. And I think that's something that to be kind of aware of. That's probably that's why we're here, isn't it, Bobby? So today, are we going to test, test our, <laughs> our system? Well, that's, yeah, I think that's, we're going to put it into practice. Um, but I thought it would be really just good for people to know where these questions have come from. You know, and it's the whole how we start and how we kind of then move move on. So there's the pre questions, and then there's the let's do some maths questions. On that note, shall we do some maths questions? Let's do some maths questions. Come on, yes. So tell us what was the problem, Bobby? A shop sells washing powder in six hundred and fifty gram packs, and Susan's got no washing powder. So <laughs> she estimates <laughs> that she does two washes a week uh, using forty grams each wash. Susan wants to buy enough washing powder for 13 weeks. How many packs of washing powder does Susan need to buy? So going to the prompt questions. What did you feel uh, when you first heard the problem? And how did you feel, Bobby? To be honest, I quite like these questions because it's mm -hmm. very much based on, this feels like it's a very numeracy, arithmetic number problem. Numbers always yeah. been my thing in maths. Like I, I love maths because of number. If you gave me a geometry problem or something in shape and space, I'd be like, oh, I need a bit more. But this one feels like it's in my street. So you're kind of happy about it. Yeah. Um, Jenny, can I ask you how you felt looking at the problem? Yeah, I, I'm not very patient. <laughs> <laughs> so I just wanted to like grab the pen and just get stuck in. And then I would like try it first panic later that's probably my way of doing it which is probably not the most methodical or sensible way of doing it so yeah that was how I felt impatient that, <laughs> well, that, well that's that's real that's the emotion you're kind of jumping in wanting to get involved but then also knowing that you might have to sort of shift it okay that's good you didn't want to run for the hills that's the key thing not no quite. but I think I've maybe <laughs> like, got this weird confidence which I don't think is founded because I think I've done it wrong <laughs> Like I've definitely got this swagger. Like yeah, yeah, I've got this. I don't have it. Um, That's good. At least it's not. It's not. At least it's not being petrified. No, but I do. I suppose it's like waiting to be caught out is maybe uh, uh, that. Yeah. I'm like so on the surface thinking yeah, 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 and actually yeah. then when it comes down to it, I think I've probably not got it right. <laughs> uh, well, okay. Well, this is we've got to love this bravado. Let's get in, stuck in, and then see what happens. But I'd I, as, a, as a teacher, I'd rather that than than not do it. If I'm honest, mm. so a bit of bravado, I think, is a positive thing. So let's see the next bit. Um, does the problem make sense to you? I mean, my question was why 13 weeks, but that's irrelevant, I guess. Oh, it's a quarter of the year. <laughs> it's like oh. one season. 
Oh, maybe like it's all your su- maybe it's like your summer clothes. And you're like, okay. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Suddenly, Bobby, I'm like, I'm glad I asked that question. Thirty yeah. weeks is actually quite relevant, and yeah. now I know why I was thinking like that. <laughs> yes, that's why you were thinking. There you <laughs> okay, and then the maths topics. So, what maths topics are in here? So, before we do any maths, what maths topics are in this? So actually, I want to ask. I want to throw out to Jenny. Like, when you see <laughs> from your school days, are there any topics in particular that screams out? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know what, how to define this as a, right. as a sort of type of maths. Oh, but that's, but you know what's great about that? Because in math, for as a math teacher, we're thinking, oh, that is weight. Mm. You know, it's like kind of the thinking about um, kind of capacity, just generally just weight. Weight measures, yeah. Weight and weight measures, also time, because weeks, trying to work out the sort of di- different types of like time um, and then proportion as well, like how mm. many things fit into something. So that's where that would kind of fit in. So that's where the maths would be, the, the math specific to school, I guess, would be. I've not forgotten anything, have I, Bobby? No, no, I think that's, that's spot yeah. on. I guess now this is, the, this is the question that we all want to know. It's like, so yeah. Jenny, how did you get on with the problem? Apart from wondering about Susan's like forward planning and hygiene. <laughs> <I> <laughs> Me too, actually, Jenny, me too. I I started off by thinking, okay, two washes a week using 40 grams each wash. So I just made it, right, well, that's 80 grams per week. Mm -hmm. 80 times 13, because she's wanting to buy enough for 13 weeks. So that's 1,040. And then I just divided 1,040 by 650, which gave me 1.6 packs. And now I'm just thinking, have I missed? What have I missed? Ah, there's... well, that's exactly how I did it. Oh, okay. <laughs> but then, okay, but then, yeah, cool. that's exactly how I did it. But then, how many packs then would I buy? Two. Two. Yeah. And why did you? And the, the question I also want to ask is, why did you divide one thousand and forty by six hundred and fifty? Because one thousand and forty grams is what, what Susan, what you need for thirteen weeks, um, and so it's if you can only get them in a quantity of 650, it was how many quantities of 650 fits into 1,040. That's the badger. So it's the idea of 650, how many 650s fit into 1,040? And that's what you've divided. I think for me, with regards to kids, a lot of them have an issue with that part and understanding how to like, Mm. it's how many things fit into it. But how did you feel, Jenny? To be honest, completely triumphant because the, the other <laughs> the other problems you've asked so far, I've had no idea about. So I'm just grateful, basically blessed. That's how I feel right now. Blessed. Today was the day. So you, so today was the day, I and mean, we didn't. You didn't even pick it. You didn't even say I wanted this question. No, so today no. was the day. But it's definitely like for the other ones so far, I've gone down one route and not being able to get any further and it's been and then I've realized when you guys have worked it out that I just went down the wrong route in the Mm. first place but um but yeah no it was yeah triumph (laughs) triumph and happiness round of applause Bobby did you do it any differently to no pretty much the same way although when I've tried similar problems with students they end up just like they just pick random numbers to multiply and divide there's like (laughs) 650 times it by two divided by and like they're just plucking numbers out was the good thing I liked about your approach, Jenny, is you were sort of almost like applying your practical real life mindset rather than like, obviously, as math teachers, we want like a mathematical framework, but you were thinking, I can almost hear you thinking, if this is a real life situation, what would Susan do? And that's what got you through the situation, like applying maths to real life. No, but that, that, that's you're the right. Aim. 
because yeah that's if it's a really abstract concept you're just mm. like well i why what why does this matter but mm. now you know susan's got to wash guys <laughs> she's got to wash her clothes for a quarter of a year tick <laughs> that's really quite great um okay well Jenny, I'm glad of this. Um, we'll we look forward to potentially hearing your musings in the future, but we'll put that to one side for now. But well done and enjoy your triumph. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, we've shared our solutions. We will be putting those on uh, Instagram and Twitter, and we have now got time for our maths fact. Yes, going to be related to weights and measures. So, actually, you know, uh, so what's the standard? unit for a weight oh. or a mass mass like grams yeah grams kilograms so yeah the the, yeah. the gram the kilogram so from we're talking 18... metric though aren't we here Bobby, yes right? we are talking metric oh yeah I like this yeah, I like this I like this one math teachers you can't trick them um <laughs> so for actually a kilogram is a thousand grams from 1879 to 2018 um it's nearly a century and a half there was actually a physical object in france known as the IPK, it sounds like something from the Avengers. It's called the International Prototype of the Kilogram. Oh, wow. Uh, and this is the kilogram. And in France, they call it Le Grand K. Le Grand K. <laughs> le and Grand it's like a, K. Yeah, le Grand, it's like a platinum iridium cylinder. And only a few people have ever seen Le Grand K. And it's like hidden under like lots of bell jars and a triple lock vault. And this was like for, yeah, for the best part of a century and a half, the kilogram. But in 2018, the people, the powers that be decided they're going to redefine a kilogram because a lot of things that they think like the meter, etc. They're actually measured using universal constants um, like the speed of light, etc. So they redefined a kilogram in terms of electric current. So it means that wherever you measure it in the universe, it's the same. Um, Sorry, so, what are you talking yeah, so, about? That's so goodbye, incredible. Yeah, I know. So goodbye to the Le Grand K. So there's that, no longer a physical thing that's a kilogram. It's no. now electric current. Measured in terms of that, which means in theory, you go to Mars or Jupiter or another galaxy, they could still recreate the same kilogram by, by an electricity experiment. Wow, you've blown my mind on so many levels. I didn't know about Legrand K. And now it's electric current. So does that, does that mean that it's not affected by gravity? Is that the point? Or is that, have I lost, is that? Um, well, some bits, there's a gravitational constant. Okay, of course, of course. And that'll so be, if you go to different planets, they'll shift that, is that the Although well, the constant is, is different to gravity. Gravity is impacted by the mass of the body. So the how bigger it is, the bigger the gravity. But the constant is the same, in theory. Right, okay. As far as we know. Always a pleasure, and thank you for the facts. And if you want to send us any maths facts, uh, cool facts, um, or any calculations, or any problems even, just do get in touch. We're, as usual, at Maths Appeal on Twitter and Instagram. And we're also on the special email. Heard about email? Uh, and you can email us on mathsappeal, the number one, at gmail.com. Uh, so thank you so, so much for listening to Maths Appeal. And what would make a really big difference is if you give us a five-star rating uh, or spread the word, maybe tell some friends. Thank you so much. We want you to be getting involved and in doing some maths in your own time, please. Uh, and mm. I hope you've enjoyed the music that was composed by Kelly Okereke, the image designed by Calix Davis and the wonderful producer Jennifer Nelson. And we'll see you in episode four for more maths problems solved together and special guest Tom Crawford. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.